Hello, welcome to this episode of 10,000 Posts, the show about how everything is posting. My name is Hussein. My name is Phoebe. And this week, we are back with friend of the show, Alice. Uh, you, you know, You know Alice. You know Alice from everything. I don't really need to intro Alice, yeah. but like... Various of podcasts. Various of various of podcasts. Uh, various just like fun person to be around. You've been on the show multiple times. I don't need to intro Alice. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a pleasure. How how are you doing? Uh, yeah, welcome back to the show. I, I I'm doing very well. I've brought uh, a microphone and a pair of headphones for this, and because <laughs> uh, I'm prepared in case either of those things break down, I have a spare microphone. Whoa. A spare set of headphones and a spare mixer, all in a kind of like Batman utility belt situation arrayed yeah. around me. Um, and that is so I'm a feeling great, very yeah. confident. That's a great way to intro the actual subject of this show. You did it better than I was planning. I was trying to figure out how the fuck am I going to intro this. You did it well. Yeah, you <laughs> the are thing gonna... is, if that doesn't work, I brought a second smaller introduction. <laughs> um, we are this week talking about EDC guys. Um, we're talking about mm. everyday carry guys. Um, I think in part, this sort of comes out of like a fascination that we've both had about this type of content. I think for me, um, I, I, I don't know, like I, my, my experience of EDC stuff has sort of been, uh, mostly in the tech space where I struggle to sure. sort of like buy it. And so like, I, I watch and read like endless reviews, uh, before I can sort of finally make a decision on basically buying the same MacBook that I always have had, like had. Um, so it, all of it's completely pointless in my part, but I do find these videos really fascinating because of like the variations of which uh, you see. So some, sometimes they're just like sort of basically tech reviews, but a lot of the EDC stuff that is sort of well-known, especially in the sort of quote-unquote EDC community, seems to really just be guys showing off their guns and their knives and stuff. Um, 100%. Also little torches, little flashlights. Yeah, all but, of which is to say, yeah. when I was watching these videos, and when we were watching these videos, we were like, who would be a good guest to talk about all this stuff? And your name immediately came up. Um, <laughs> it was like, this This seems like a lot of like autistic bullshit. Who do we, who do we have for that in the Rolodex? Um, yeah, no. It's, <laughs> yeah, and um, the thing is, yeah. you are 100% right, because this is stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with. Um, mm. th this type of guy... I don't think I've been this type of guy in my life, but I've certainly known a lot of this type of guy, mm. um, and certainly familiar with a lot of like Reddit posts on like r slash edc stuff, which is largely uh, a sort of like a thousand of these guys trying to compete to do a perfect like top down photo of all of the shit that they carry around with them every day, arranged into a sort of like aesthetically pleasing tablescape. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going to, I was going to ask, um, just as like, to people who aren't familiar with this type of content or, or who like, mm. or who may, or who may have seen it, but like, aren't quite sure how to describe it. I wondered whether like, like sure. how would, how would you describe like the archetypal EDC guy? So, so your archetypal EDC guy works as a software engineer in a sort of an office park in like, say Northern Virginia or, or somewhere like that. Um, wears like a polo shirt and slacks to work every day, um, and for this has assembled a kind of inventory of uh, knife, second smaller knife, cool tactical torch flashlight thing, uh, interestingly shaped sort of multi-tools, um, and the point is that he doesn't use any of them necessarily, but just in case he might have to, he's prepared. Mm. Um, there's some sort of like overlap with self-defense guys there. There's some sort of overlap with preppers on the other side, but mm. it, it, it's kind of its own thing. It's presumably, right, you go outside, you're carrying some shit with you. You have items in your inventory, but this is a guy who is doing it with a kind of like cultured intentionality of preparedness uh, yeah. to be like, I, I might need, who knows what, survival mirror, little tin of like fishing wire. I don't know. Um, yeah. So just obviously like, I feel like the audio medium won't sort of give this like the justice it deserves, but I did want to like add some audio clips of like what, how these like types of guys sound when they're saying stuff. So um, let's put in yeah. a clip, let's put in a clip here of like um, one of the guys like show, basically showing off their knives in their EDC collection. But in the case of a knife, this is a Kershaw. This is one that we sell at Philcraft HQ. It's a folder, real simple knife. And this folder could be used for everyday carry conveniently and then open for utility and also self-defense. So it's like the multi-tool. 
I like multi-tools. I like dual purpose things. So when I get a knife, I'm getting it most often for the utility and for the common purpose. This has a certain edge that I like. It also has serration that I like. So I'm gonna use this knife for cutting open boxes, um, gnawing on stuff, um, opening envelopes. So this is that knife. But can it be used for self-defense? Yes. Worst case scenario, yes. I think that's like a, it's a good like summation of one type of EDC guy. And the reason why I think mm. like as I was sort of looking through stuff, I could sort of see like a development of EDC type of content. So like you have the sort of like survivalist, the preppers, um, you have the sort of like people who desperately want to be cops, but yes. also want to be vigilantes. Um, but then on, but then like the the expansion of EDC, I think is really interesting, especially how it's sort of like in, entered into sort of like mainstream media consumption. And I think like the best example of this is probably like the GQ, like celebrities, 10 things I can't live without, which I'm not, I wasn't sure if it necessarily classified as EDC, but I do think it sort of has some so. similar, it has some sort of similarities, which is to sort of say that like, it sort of felt like the EDC, like there is one culture of EDC where, as you've mentioned, like, you know, there are very specific things. There's like an intentionality to it. There's a sort of like, there are sort of the politics of like preparedness and what that means and what that constitutes. And lots of that kind of centers around weapons, but there's no one in GQ versus like, here's this cool knife that I have. And here's this other knife I have in case the first oh, knife doesn't work. They haven't introduced Henry Cavill to this feature yet. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I, I was like sort of just interested in like why you've like, you know, like the, the evolution of this, like how, how, do, how have you sort of seen EDC? Like, do, do you kind of feel like EDC has sort of entered into the mainstream um, or has it, is it like sort of fissures in the community where there are like some people who do like, like are some people like really pissed that like mm. mainstream EDC doesn't basically like have the sort of real authentic, you know, sort of preparedness yeah. element to it. So, I mean, I think so. Um, there's there is this distinction between um, like the side of it that started out and remains with the I want to shoot someone so badly. Please give me a plausible reason to do that. That is why I'm carrying around like a, a gun and like four knives kind of guy, um, and the kind of guy who is sort of like uh, you know has bought a beautiful like carbon fiber phone case. Uh, and a little like carbon fiber pocket knife and stuff like that. And I think that you can trace more to um, the kind of art of manliness kind of thing that was doing the rounds like a decade or so ago. Um, of like men have lost what it means to to be a man. All these cool things like knowing how to polish shoes or carrying around a pocket knife or whatever, which was very sus politically, but in a kind of more cringe way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been the bit that's been more successfully mainstreamed. Uh, is carrying around, uh, you know, your stuff in a very like aesthetically pleasing, organized way, rather than the like full sort of preparedness side of it. Mm. Um, this, see, this is see, this is really interesting to me because mm. when I was looking at Hussein's notes, like it's we're we're very very focused on this being like a particular kind of guy, mm. and I'm and I'm here to to argue against that quite strenuously. Please, yeah. Because I think that the interest in kits, in everyday, in in the stuff you're carrying around with you, even in like the kind of the nature of preparedness, I feel like is a a kind of animal kingdom sort of thing. It's more like they're it's not like they're they're guys specifically. It's more, they're they're birds mm. showing <laughs> off the stuff that they have in their nest. Sure. Um. And I also think, I gotta tell you, I think that this particular impulse and tendency is stolen from the girlies. Oh, I agree completely. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. women women are the masters of carrying stuff around. I women, think that's that's women undisputed. Women love carrying stuff around and they're also interested in what other women are carrying around. Mm. Can I um, can I just clarify that I do actually agree with that, and I was it was like something that I was going to write down, and I didn't do it because I didn't want to like look like I had my ass showing out. <laughs> I, 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 I can save like, you from appearing yeah. like misogynist here, <laughs> right? Because like this is the thing: women absolutely undisputed masters of of carrying stuff around, but that doesn't really get the label EDC from these guys. Oh no, no, they're insecure about doesn't. it. Oh, it absolutely doesn't because they can't they can't accept that they've stolen it from the girlies. Mm. But I think that 
what's interesting is the way it inflects with prepper stuff, which I think is coded very male, and I just want to shoot someone with my gun. Um, I know, and I know there's a particular kind of, uh, particularly in the States, a kind of conservative strain of woman who um, who likes to shoot things with their guns. And here we have a kind of aristocratic woman with a weird childhood nickname who is also very keen on shooting things with her gun. So it's like, it's, it's not so, it's not so much, it's not so much sort of the weaponry, which is, which is male coded, but it's the kind of the interest in uh, sort of being part of a culture around it is, mm. is, the, is the male coded thing. So it's sort of where being a nice little jackdaw, a nice little girly jackdaw yeah. with their items arrayed out arrayed, arrayed out nicely around their nest and where that inflects with i just want to shoot someone yeah culture. and that's yeah. how you get the edc guy mm, i think so and i i mean it, it's striking that in all of the uh sort of current thing about big stanley cups or like reusable bottles mm. or whatever none of the edc guys have taken a sort of blind bit of notice of this because what they're busy thinking about is uh, a kind of like leather pocket that goes inside your pocket that holds your stuff a bit more securely. <laughs> I have I have handbag pouches. See, this is the thing. You, you, you too are doing EDC. I'll I'll accept it. I'll accept that I that I do that I do EDC. I'd be I'd be happy to get involved in this sort of thing. When I was a kid, the only aspects of celebrity gossip I was ever interested in is they used to do these things in like teen girl magazines where they would like get a celebrity to like empty out their handbag mm. and see what was like what they were like carrying around with them yeah and, what kind of items you got with you yeah like, what? and I was like oh, oh I really <laughs> want to see Jennifer Aniston's items I'm just really really into the items and they and they and they, they and they and they were fucking hog world for this stuff like you could get like everyday carry features about like fictional women you get like a kind of like a kind of like a like a buffy everyday carry they, they did like, it to the queen feature. i remember like about a billion features of like what does the queen have in her handbag what's her items you know oh yeah no no no, no. i love thinking about my i want to know what other people's items are i would happily show off my items if i come up if i like if i like come across a particularly like kind of good item trick then i'll like i'll like i'll share it around uh a really really good one is you know uh, reflective tape that cyclists use to cycle at night. Mm, sure. You put a strip of that on the bottom of your handbag. You've got a big handbag. Mm. You're never losing anything again. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is this is the thing, right? Like, not it to get may too be just autism. That I, I, <laughs> this is. I mean, it's it's, it's all autism, <laughs> but like, not to get too like Sylvia Federici about this, but like, we're we're devaluing like women's forms of knowledge in favor of these <laughs> these guys who are like, I spent like seven hundred dollars on a benchmade knife, um, and I, I think the other distinction is that for these men, and it is overwhelmingly men, um, because once you start, like, even if you did do this as a man. I think even if you transition, I think you s stop doing it if you continue doing the same things, right? It's that sort of narrowly policed. Um, I think that there's a fantasy attendant to it that there isn't as much for women. Like, not that every sort of like item that we carry around with us is practical necessarily, but um, your your software developer guy is carrying around that knife less to open packages and more because he is imagining a time in which someone needs a knife goes, does anyone have a knife expecting the answer no? And he pulls out the sort of like instant switchblade thing uh, and sort of like fillets whatever they, you know, want knifed up. Uh, and everyone looks at him like he's sort of both perceptive and smart and heroic. I think, I mean, I think for me, there was, there was some kind of like, there was a kind of fantasy like aspect to particularly my like fondness for assembling different kits. <laughs> for different situations. Again, like I cannot stress well, enough. A sniper rifle around. <laughs> simply may well be autism. Um, yeah, but it was it was cute. It was a cute pink one that I, <laughs> that, I that I that I spotted. Um, when I used to when I used to have a car, I had what somebody that I was seeing for a short while called my called my murder kit. Because it was such a kind of weird collection of mm. like emergency items, and I had it in a special case that I kept in the boot. And like, admittedly, 
like quite like some of it was like stuff like so why do you have this why why do you have shovel a plastic sheeting duct tape mallet why do you have rope <laughs> what are you gonna do with a rope and i'm like well it's good to have ropes because everyone knows that that's like something that you put in an emergency kit and they're like but for what what emergency is gonna <laughs> is gonna arise that like that you are gonna be able to do anything with a rope? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Having to do matter. a murder, you know. Having, what if I have to do an emergency murder? This sort of yeah, this sort of this sort of happened to me recently, um, because uh I put I was like putting together like a sort of like mini repair kit for my car. Mm. Bearing in mind that like I used to have a very old Peugeot, which I and I'm I'm not like I'm not like a mechanic by any means. I don't think I'm particularly good of cars, but I know how to like, you know, replace a tire and stuff like that. But like that's kind of the full extent that like I can do. And so like when I was sort of putting together this kit for my for like my new car, um one of the things that sort of was always apparent and what like my dad, who knows a lot more about cars than me, was saying was just like, why are you, I feel very similar, like, you know, why are you putting like, you know, uh, these sort of like, you know, set different sets of pliers in, like you can't even sort of get to the engine because the way that like the VW has been made, <laughs> like they're not like, if you do, if you like screw up this car in any way, like you're going to be paying more to get your own fuck up done. You may as well like just get like an AA, you know, just use your like AA membership. Like why the fuck are you making this kit? Um, and I think there was this part of me that was just like, well, because I want to have the kit. Like I want, mm, I want yeah. the pliers and I want, I want the fun screwdrivers. And like, I know I'm probably not going to use them, but I kind of want them there for like whatever reason. It's like more of almost this like, pro I, I, it's more like I want to like prove to people that no, I, I was able to fix my old car and you know and that's why i have it here because it was proof of what i could do and now what has been taken from me yeah and there's something something like <laughs> a aesthetic and like comparative about it to be like, i don't just have like rope i have the best rope i have like yeah. the best pliers <laughs> i have done some research in research the yeah exactly yeah, i've, I've researched Googled the rope it. i've read a bunch of like clickbait articles that's like 10 best ropes yeah. Uh, figured out what the best rope is, and I've got like a length of that, you know. Mm. You know, it's like full uh, no, like merino cotton. Stuff. You know what my <laughs> you know what my absolute favorite is of all of all kit based content. Mm. Plane kits. I want to know what people are taking on a plane. Oh, the plane this survival is, thing, yeah. where it's like little like ear ear earplugs. I, um, I, I fucking love plane kits, and honestly, again, it's very very ungendered. I am fascinated mm. by what anyone takes with them on a plane there are some people who are just like well i don't, I, I don't know i have like my like my headphones like like download some stuff i guess and i'm just like no 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 no, no. well then you're an amateur yeah you're an no, amateur no, no, no. you using hominids you, you know light <laughs> yeah so when you go through security they're actually checking to see how many little items you're bringing on with you for your own comfort yeah. Exactly. I did. Um, I did that EDC thing when I. So my when I when we were flying to Australia to do the TF tour, that was the first time I did like a real sort of like EDC thing because I had never done like a flight mm. to that length. And someone and someone who had like been to Australia was just like, oh yeah, the flight's like the most awful thing, so you've got to be prepared. And I took that like I took that really to its limits. So you know you had like you know multiple pairs of socks that like were sort of different. Um different materials depending on like when you were going to go to sleep or when you were not going to go to sleep. There were like, you know, there was like a torch that was way brighter than it needed to be in case I needed to go to like the bathroom in the middle of the night and everyone was asleep. Like, you know, different, two different sets of airplay. Like it was very like meticulously planned in a way or like by my standards, it was very meticulously planned. And when I look back on that, I was like, I barely didn't, I barely used any of it partly because like I got distracted by the films that were on the screen. And so I completely forgot that I had packed all this stuff. Um, but it was also like the, the, the sort of like, what, what, when I think about like the preparedness thing it is very much, you know, people told me that this was going to be like the worst situation in the world. And I had to mm. sort of be prepared for it. And like, what was driving me was this real sense of fear of like, well, if I don't have everything to my disposal, then I'm going to give myself like a much worse time um, than people are saying. And so I think I hyped up the sort of like, uh, yeah, hi like I, I hyped up that sort of the intensity of what it was only realizing at the end that actually, it, you know, it was a bit annoying to have to sort of sit for that long, but it wasn't bad at all. Um, mm. and I wondered whether like in, yeah, you were sort of mentioning like sort of the preparedness element of EDC sure. and how that sort of underpins. And I wondered whether you could sort of expand on that. Cause I think like the idea of preparedness, especially in like, you know, as you mentioned, like office, like city settings, office settings. I was looking through like the um the Reddit EDC just before we came on, 
and like there's one i'm gonna post it in the group chat but like there's mm. this one guy who like sh- is showing off his like office edc and his office edc has like three knives and i'm sort of like <laughs> what kind in case. of what kind of office situation are you in where you require like free knives and the military torch i don't understand mm. Well, see, this is this is exactly the thing, right? I think it's kind of a rebellion against uh, an, a sort of an outwardly frictionless environment, mm. right? Um, if you if you go to work in an office where you know, as as the meme goes, nothing ever happens, right? It makes you feel you're you're at least entertaining the possibility uh, in a way that can be quite comforting. I think mm. if you're like. Well, just in case, like, just in case I need to do some, like, John Wick shit with three knives and a little military torch, um, then, then I can do that. And by the way, I also have my AirPods and my, like, little notebook, um, <laughs> which are just, like, authentically useful things. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it's kind of at a point at which fewer and fewer things depend on your preparedness, and your preparedness is kind of, like, actively discouraged. Uh, not because of like big woke or whatever, just because like that's the way things have shaken out. We do a lot of labor saving and stuff, and we kind of don't trust people to to you know organize this stuff on their own. Apart from when parts of our society just crumble, um, mm. I think it can feel quite empowering um, to to sort of like go just in case anyone needs me for anything. I mean, it's pathetic mm. too, but like yeah, it's... it is. <laughs> to be like, okay, no one needs me for anything. Just in case, though. Just in case. Just in case. Just so you know, I got this knife. Mm, yeah. If anyone yeah. needed to needed me to do anything with 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 this with this knife. Yeah. Um. <laughs> then whoever's leading the meeting. Yeah. No. Anything about the last quarter forecast? I meant any questions about that? Not about. <laughs> not about. Yeah, but not as as you're knife. talking about the like the 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 forecast, you are aware of the fact that you have like three knives on you, yeah. um, and you're like, man, if shit ever like pops off John Wick style in here, I'm gonna be so ready. Yeah, I'm gonna um, be so ready. I think also, I think it's like, I think it's like thoroughism as well. Like, like my body may be stuck in the office, but my heart is in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of like. Um, I, I think in particular you can call back to the like art of manliness stuff with this, where it's like I maintain a sort of link to older traditions, which is why I have this like, you know, my I've harassed my grandfather who doesn't know what, he, what I'm talking about in order to like inherit a sort of heirloom watch or like a uh, pocket knife or whatever. Um, because it's important to me to to sort of like maintain these things. Um and meanwhile you're, you know, working in the exact same office job as everyone else. Mm. Yeah. I think mm. that yeah, I think that like so much of it can can lead can lead sort of lead to these quite unpleasant places, and mm. it, and I think it's so wholesome at its heart because yeah, it's I mean it's collecting little things. There's a little drive to like optimize things. People want to showing other people their stuff. Yeah, their toys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you get a kind of like a newer toy. You get a you know more something that's a slightly more efficient use of space. Um, or just something that is like less efficient, but you think is cool. Um, and this is the thing that that uh, strikes me is fairly regularly you see new products that are being made that are just a nominally EDC, but are mostly just like fidget toys for the sort of like unawareedly neurodivergent. Um, where you have like this little like hunk of you know sort of like milled aluminium or or copper or whatever. Um, made by companies called like Countycom or like sort of like you know strange supply places uh, that you can hold. I like maybe like one loose aspirin pill in, um, but the sort of the weight and the heft of it sort of gives you reassurance and it looks very pretty. Um, and you can kind of uh, just sort of spend a huge amount of money on these things that are not functional at all, are ostensibly the exact opposite of what this whole EDC thing is for. Um, but, you know, sort of make you feel nicer uh, and sort of comfort you and soothe you. They, they, mm. that, that feels like, you know, those, um, you know, those like ancient Chinese fondle objects. <laughs> I know it's a terrible, it's a terrible name. I'm like, I wish well, like, a, like a worry coin or something like yeah, that. Like yeah. A little, like a little jade frog. You can you- get like such, I mean, nothing as imaginative or as playful as a jade frog, unless you're into the realm of like fidget toys, which is too openly neurodivergent for most of these guys. Mm. What you can get is a like perfectly CNC milled piece of like, 
you know, titanium or whatever in the shape of a worry coin that's going to cost you like 300 quid that you can carry it around. And, and, so, and sorry, just, you know, just for complete completeness where is it you say that you can get one of these <laughs> i'll send you some etsy links send yeah send me some send me some <laughs> um yeah no, no that's what it feels like because like quite a lot because like quite a lot of it like particularly if like if i am assembling a kit or if my dad is assembling a kit my dad's mm. another big kit guy um my dad has a special fruit peeling knife mm-hmm. which he takes around with him and which he has on more than one occasion been permitted to take onto a plane i mean and because yeah, have... they're checking to see how many items you've got with. <laughs> That's the thing. Like he's like he's clearly a kit guy. He's clearly not like so he's cl- he's clearly not going to do anything harmful. And on the one on like the one occasion that someone kind of produ- well actually there's one occasion he had his fruit peeling knife in one pocket, a fucking scalpel in the other, um, and uh, yeah. And despite the fact that my uh, that my dad has a my dad has a brown man's name as well, because he's because he's Indian, not because he's because he's peculiar, not because he's like going around being like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna adopt this name. I'm gonna go to the airport. I'm gonna see what happens. No, that's not. That's not um, but yeah, like abs- like very much at a time when um, when people are being treated with a sort of with a, with a huge dis- degree of suspicion in in large public transit areas and he and he and he had this fruit peeling knife and his scalpel which he was which he used for work that wasn't like a kind of that wasn't an everyday carry thing he just he has he just had one like loose in his pocket mm. and they said what what's this for and he, and he said it's for peeling apples and that's i suppose that's such a kind of that's such a specific answer that you'd think oh, well if you okay if you are a terrorist and sort of fair play because that's such a good answer yeah this is this um, is a man who like clearly knows his way around an apple yeah, maybe, maybe he's got a point. Whatever yeah. his whatever his point is, maybe he maybe maybe he's got one. Um, but the, but, this is the thing about it being a little rebellion again, right? Is the, a, a lot of places where you are increasingly discouraged or forbidden from bringing stuff, mm. um, and particularly cool stuff like you know uh, little fruit knives. Like, um, yeah. Exactly, um, because this is like a secured environment, and you can't go to like I don't know into into court or to a football match or to a pub or to like um you know a lot of office buildings carrying a little pocket knife on you um because because they're afraid of your greatness or whatever um so they're afraid yeah. of you they're they're afraid of your capacity to just yes. completely void an apple of all pectin you're fucking <laughs> sick of it you're sick of pectin you're not having it anymore you're going to discard the peel and you don't care where you're doing it um absolutely but whenever I've been assembling a kit, I quite often like that have the capacity to combine a number of things in different things. But I don't want to do that. I want hmm. all the little things like arrayed. So like I've been I have been on the hunt for a really really nice pill case for such a long time because the one that I have my eye on is um is simply just not financially achievable because it's kind of a sort of jewel encrusted hmm. thing. Sure. But it also has this like really, really pleasing, like smooth mechanism. So when you shut it, it makes a little kind of snap noise. Yes. You have like some magnets in there for a little like. You got some you got some little magnets in there. You got a little hinge. You got a little smooth rolling hinge. I am aware I've completely hijacked this episode just to talk about my own No, this is perfect. This is like the most easy thing to have. My own kit impulses. Um (laughs) But the fact that I have like uh, a kind of multi compartment wash bag, which has got mm. a bit for pills in it, that does nothing for me. Sure. I want a separate little item mm. for, for the aesthetic, for the you know the tactileness of mm. it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's, why, is, it's why yeah. I have it's why I have a vintage compact that doesn't have either a mirror or any powder in it because it's make it makes a nice clicky noise. Yeah, because it's just an, it's just an object. It's a, uh, it's, a, it's, a it's a it's a frontal object. It's no different from a little yeah. jade frog. I, I I really want a little jade frog now, sorry. I have we actually we have two in in the in this house. We have two uh crystal bears. We have a rose quartz bear and a carnelian bear. And the rose quartz bear belongs to me and the carnelian bear belongs to George and their oh, friends. Very sweet. And you can just and but they're both like they're both really pleasingly weighted, and you put them in the palm of your hand, and you just feel very, very, very calm. 
like I imagine a, a Chinese Buddhist monk in the 11th century might have felt. <laughs> they seem it's like pretty we, chill yeah. guys. Yeah. So, the frog. So, yeah. So this like also speaks to something interesting. It also speaks to something interesting in the sense of like, so whenever I sort of look at these sort of kits and everything, the question that comes to my mind is like, well, how do you sort of value it? So like, or like what mm. constitutes like an effective EDC and what doesn't? Cause like on the Reddit and like, when you sort of go look on it on like YouTube and TikTok and stuff, like part of the obfuscation is that the people who are doing these EDCs are also sort of selling stuff. Um, yeah. and mostly like, you know, actually I was going to say it's mostly in tech, but it's not really like you'll sort of watch these videos on YouTube where it'll be like, you know, where someone will see like, Oh, I've got this, you know, knife or I've got this backpack and it's really great. And by the way, if you want one, you can get 20% off, like using this discount code or whatever. Um, you know, once again, like everything is advertising. So when I went on to Reddit, like where I sort of felt that, okay, there must be like an objective measure of, as to like what constitutes a like effective EDC and what doesn't. And like, mm. it's sort of there in the sense for like, there are like definitely people who like clown on others for sort of having knives that kind of look cool, but they sort of say are like ineffective or sort of like advice on like, you know, King, you like, this is a great EDC, but you really need like, you know, your field notes to sort of complete it or whatever. But there doesn't sort of seem to be a measure as to like, well, what cons, what is like, a, what is a good EDC? Because like, surely that's all sure. relative because it, because if you're like doing an EDC kit in preparation for something, you know, like, yeah, it has to be like tailored to your needs sure. yeah, exactly. or, or your wants. Exactly. Anyway. So, and this is also why it sort of feels like, okay, like having free knives for your office EDC probably seems like a bit much, um, you know, but like some people who are like, oh, I'm going like, you know, urban exploring EDC and they'll sort of have a gun and one knife and, you know, you will have people <laughs> replying to them being yeah. like, uh, bro, bro, I think you need two guns actually, because like, you never know when you'll encounter someone. Yeah. Yeah. One is none. Like, what if a guy like snatches your gun away from you? Then you don't have a gun, <laughs> yeah, and well, he has yeah. an extremely well optimized gun. <laughs> well, this is it. It sort of speaks to like this. It sort of speaks to like the really deep fears that some of these people have, and like I mm. wonder whether the sort of intrigue into like EDC content is partly just to do with like what it says about how people like the sort of fears that people have in the world. And all I think, as you mentioned, Alice, like yeah, as sure. like social cohesion sort of breaks down, those sort of like perpetual fears become more abstract. They become a lot more obtuse. They become a lot stranger. Um, yeah. and and sort of, it, yeah. it, it, it grounds you as a person a bit. If you have something that is for you, that is distinct from the stuff that everyone else has um, in the sense of like, I have, I have this, knife that I believe that I made a sort of reasoned decision on getting this one instead of one of the other ones. I have like a leather wallet that I have like embossed with my name or my initials. Um, I, I'm not like everyone else, you know? Um, yeah. I, I will say, I think the, the cheap way to get Reddit gold or whatever, because Reddit is a children, is they, they like a unifying aesthetic and they like a yeah. unified color aesthetic. Mm -hmm. So if you could be like, this is my like all I don't know, black and red EDC. Uh, again, you will do numbers. But... I, did, I, I just want to read something from the EDC because I'm just like looking, I was looking through some and I was like, this is more girl stuff, by the way. Um, that is more yes, girl stuff. Yeah, fully. I, I want to read like one of the funniest sentences I've read like on, and this was posted a couple of days ago. So someone like on the Reddit, someone on Reddit on the um, REDC posted this like what is called today's, today's simple carry. And it consists of, um, you know, a watch. Uh, I don't know what kind of watch it is. Alice, you probably know what kind of watch that is. Um, just a switchblade, uh, a torch, oh, see, and yeah. and a fairly cheap. Oh, yeah. oh no, it's an Invicta. Jesus. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. Okay. So that's <laughs> bad watch. Okay. All right. This I was, is, I, this I, is I, like a it, it's a it's a cheap imitation of a Rolex Submariner. I um, see. Okay. So I'm going to reply being like I would really check for out King, but no, the comment that yeah. really just sort of got me. <laughs> the comment that really sort of got me is this really simple one where um someone replies him saying, "Where do you keep your pen? I'm always afraid to put it in my pocket." <laughs> <laughs> you have an anxiety disorder like me too but like that's, this <laughs> sentence that you should show to your therapist to which like, to which op says in response i keep it in my pocket next to the flashlight and the pocket knife <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry just that sentence like i'm afraid to put it in my pocket is this one afraid oh, to put yeah that, i'm afraid yeah. to keep my pen in my pocket uh, yeah why why, I, why are they afraid to Keep the pen in the pocket. Wait, they is it because really, they're, yeah. they're afraid they're going to impale themselves, or are they afraid of it, 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 link, mm. it leaking or bursting? I feel like if I anything, tell you, yeah. I don't think I'd put. I don't think I don't think I'd put a pen in my pocket because I actually I actually ruined a bag 
mm. a while ago because I had a pen loose in there. And so now I don't care how it looks. Pencil case. Little pencil case. Fantastic. No, because then you can <laughs> then you can get like a pencil case that is like pleasing to you. I um yeah. Yes, Alice, I can. <laughs> you can you can get into the whole like stationary autism. And I do. Ask me about my Japanese train themed pencils. Um but yeah, I <laughs> There's a there's a guy who sell who resells uh, so like a lot of Japanese railway companies make like pencils shaped and designed to look like their trains as a like a promotional thing and you can find people reselling them and importing them to the UK for fairly larcenous amounts. I tried and... to find these. I tried to find these in all the Shinkansen stations I went to in Japan and I was not able to find them. Ah, um, and, and I was really upset because shame. it was actually like when you told me about them initially, I was so excited and like during the day when my wife and I were like, we were, we were like, we had to take like free Shinkansens to go from uh, Kyoto to, uh, to, to the back to Tokyo. And I was like, I'm going to find these fucking pencils. Like we're going to so many Shinkansen mm. stations. One of them's got to have it. And none of them did. I was so, I was so upset by it. Um, all of which is mm. to say, but like, I'm very invested in the Shinkansen pencil period. And like, if anyone has a Shinkansen pencil connect, I, literally, I can send you yeah, a please link right send, now. Send me, send me your pencil connect, uh, because I need to update my, <laughs> yeah, e I, ha I have the hookup right here um. <laughs> to, to update my EDC. Um, I, see, I assume you've both seen that documentary about the, about the chalk. Oh, the, ch the special chalk that about, like teachers, math teachers use. Yeah. yeah, about, yeah, yeah. The, about the, uh, about the, the, the mathematicians chalk and about how they've stopped making it. And it was only one factory that made it. So there's like, so there are all these like mathematicians who've kind of bought up sort of stacks and stacks. Yeah, all of the remaining supply of of the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th there was this thing of uh, so like pencil nerds are very very fond of um, a specific brand of pencil uh, called a Palomino Blackwing. Mm. Um, I have I have one that's, on my. That's funny. That sounds like that sounds like a kind of piece of combat aircraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has it has a, like an interestingly shaped it's like, like it's eraser. something that you can rub you know? out. If you can rub something out once you've written it, it's not hard. That's yeah. the... <laughs> <laughs> but but so they th they stopped making these, and uh, th you know there was there was much wailing and gnashing of teeth, and now uh, they've since been brought back by popular demand. But because people have to be weird about this. There is a sort of general belief, which I'm not saying is incorrect, that the new one is inferior, and you got to go on like mm. eBay and find like unused originals, which are now like a lost technology. Ah, oh, this is like <laughs> this is like this is like when they like um when they like bring back perfumes and skincare that have been that have been uh, discontinued, and the new formula mm. is never as good. Yeah, yeah, Hussein, I'm just going to ruin your entire life here. I have found a complete box set of twelve boxes. So seventy-two pencils themed across, as far as I can tell, every train that they've oh my God, ever what? made in Japan, and it costs five hundred and thirty-five pounds uh, and seventy-seven pence. Oh, uh, okay. Um, all right. I'm uh, gonna have to we, like. We, we 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 do have a Patreon. Um, if yeah. you would like. <laughs> well, I, I, I am gonna I am gonna talk to our yeah. I am going to go talk to our accountant and see whether I can whether there's some creative way to. to it is wait, kind wait, of a talk, business expense. Talk, yeah. talk, to your, talk to your wife before you spend five hundred pounds on a box of pencils. Yes, that's Sorry, my uh, yeah. that's my only advice. It's going to be yeah. It's going to, it's going to be very like um, please help my family. I'm starving. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, like bad, bad budget. No, I'm very. <laughs> like, I don't want to sound like oh, well, the missus won't like it. But seriously, the missus won't like it. I think you, you could simply message one Japanese man to be like, could you just sell me one packet of these pencils, please? <laughs> one, just one. I'll I, give you a hundred yeah. pounds for one packet of these pencils. Um, one packet of these pencils. I will. I will. I. Um... <laughs> oh, you can get the 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 erasers that look like Mount Fuji as well. Fantastic. Those were quite. Oh, those, yeah, sounds good. those were quite common, though. I think the the actual sort of Shinkansen pencil like company produce like production stuff, especially because like I was in Japan and that was like the place to sort of you know they make the stuff there, right? So yeah, um, yeah. you know, I was I I was a bit disappointed, but ne but nevertheless, um, yeah, that's very, that's very funny. Um, I was looking at some. I was looking at like some. Uh, mm -hmm. I was trying to like get some into like looking at some interviews of people who have like who are sort of EDC heads, and I found. Um, a couple mm. of quotes. I wanted to read them out because I think they are like very telling of the types of people um, and or like sort of their sort of like mentality behind it. And also just because and and I think more interestingly, just fleshing out the idea of like an EDC community. 
Um, so one Reddit member, I think, told, I think it may have been Vice or Vox. Um, but they said, EDC has been crucial to me, especially in the subcategory of vehicle everyday carry. I've used my carry, uh, I've used my carry to treat small cuts and burns, tie down loads in my car, and repair my brakes when I was stranded a dozen miles away from home, uh, help without without help of a driver. Uh, to be prepared to, is to be in control. It's not like I expect zombies to pop out of the ground or terrorists to attack. It's just the things that we all run into in our daily lives make us feel powerless when they happen. And I like to take control and power back by having the tools I need when I need them. Um, he just said all the stuff I said, but smarter mm. and, and more concisely. Very annoying. Should have had this guy on. <laughs> Uh, but I think he did, yeah. he did the EDC thing. He packed all of the same functions into a smaller space yeah. more and efficiently. Then, and then he laid it on the ground for us to inspect. Yeah. 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 And this and, and this is where I sort of think, okay, like fleshing out the idea of an EDC community, because I think on, there's this one aspect of like, okay, I understand, but like, especially if you're someone who is on the road a lot, like, yeah, you do need kits and everything, right? Like this stuff, mm. these, these stuff are everyday carry things because they are sort of essential to how you operate and move through the world. And I'm not, and I'm not sort of saying, but like, you know, unless you're sort of doing like blue collar labor or something like that, but like you don't need EDC, like, or you don't need sort of like things you carry every day or like these things can't make you feel good. I think what is more interesting to flesh out is sort of like what an EDC community is in terms of like both their sort of aesthetic choices, but also like the reason I guess, I guess it sort of comes back to like the sort of post as a medium and like what they are trying to telegraph using Mm. these types of posts, because like, you know, the, I, again, like in the same way that there's not really sort of any way to sort of measure the value of validity of a kit, because it is obviously dependent on the type of situation that you're in. Um, at the same time, the things that sort of like seem to like bring these communities together or like bring this idea of a community together is like, you know, it is, it is the flat lay. It is the sort of like how things are curated a lot. I mean, so much of this does sort of seem like to be like an exercise in curation. And in that sense, like it feels very contemporary in the same way that like, we're in a very similar way to like cooking videos, for example, and how like the flat lay of that is sort of, you know, one of the key aspects of sort of that, you know, of framing that type of content. There are lots of, I'm sure there are like lots of other examples where like the sort of display of things has sort of, you know, become part and parcel of how you kind of communicate with other people in that group. And I just- Makeup halls or like shopping halls. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I wonder whether you're trying that, to communicate yeah. the same things of like I have a lot of money and I have good taste. Yeah, and this and and this I think is the other thing too because so much of you know like on the Reddit on the Reddit EDC for example like one of the things that I did sort of come across was the idea of like people would post these like pictures of these really nice knives for example and mm-hmm. like one of the questions that would come up especially on the more popular ones is like yeah that looks really nice but like where why would you carry it in an EDC like why would you use that where would you use it. Um, which would lead to other people saying, but, oh yeah, I've actually like never used the knife in my EDC, like in a way that like mm. a knife was sort of required. Like you would use it to open boxes, for example, but you don't strictly need one to do that. Um, and so it kind of, I, I don't know, in, this, in the same way that like, I think during COVID, when when the sort of prepper phenomenon became a bit more widespread and there were, I don't know whether you guys saw this, but there were like companies selling like what were effectively luxury prepper kits. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole sort of right-wing ecosystem about selling like bunker mm. food and stuff as well. Yeah, and like you know, but but they would also do things like oh, this is like luxury, you know, luxury like um, ED, uh, not EDC kit, but like luxury prepper kits, right? Or like you know, all oh, the super the supermarkets are sort of because like that brief period of time where like it was sort of the like the very right wing who were taking COVID very seriously and were like you know this is like a Chinese buy like like not for the right reasons, but they were like oh this is a bioweapon and it's going to shut everything down. So like you really need to buy these kits because like you know that's the only way that you're going to be able to sort of have a high standard of living during this crisis. Mm. Um, and so, and so again, it's like, it's telegraphing the, the, what we sort of seem to telegraph is like the people who sort of have access to disposable income and the people who have access to sort of luxury goods. And in that way, what seems to be quite interesting is the way in which like the everyday carry model, one, which is sort of like, you know, these are sort of essential items that you need, but are rooted in the sort of desire to survive and the desire to sort of continue to exist in like apocalyptic times actually being more or like being perceived more as like a luxury good or like ways in which it's sort of like, you know, yeah, just, just ways to telegraph mm. both your taste and just the fact that like your survival is largely rooted in how much money you have. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there's a huge market for it. I think that's what makes it, that's what makes it right wing. Cause I don't think there's anything 
inherently right wing about the wish to maintain a certain semblance of like even mm. if it's like illusory control but like control in an uncontrollable world mm. and having an extreme an extreme anxiety about about the um about the about about societal collapse like I'm going to defeat climate change with this knife I brought from home. <laughs> I will stab climate change. I will stab climate change in the heart. Um, but but like we have this box where we have the climate, the uh, the carbon capture technology, but we don't have anyone to open it. Uh, does anyone have like a knife on them? <laughs> does anyone does anyone have a small packet of tissues and a hairband? That's what I. That's what I, I want to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think it's. I think it's interesting that it's been that it's been so completely kind of uh, take, sort of taken over as a right wing concern. That that having a, having a kind of anxiety about societal collapse because really, if you have like any interest in a kind of post-apocalyptic to to put to put it to put it very crassly a kind of post-apocalyptic social justice like you have you sort of have to start thinking about this sort of stuff like there mm. should be a kind of there should be a kind of leftist prepper movement which is like how are we going to make insulin i need to get a little kit um i don't want to will... go back to Pramarant, but yeah <laughs> uh, absolutely and i mean i think this is the thing that like um, as the world gets more sort of like disastrous, you do need to do more prepper things. Uh, you do need to sort of like have a go bag or whatever, if that's something that you know. Uh, you need to have like candles in case there's a power cut because there's storms all the time. Um, you know, all, all of this stuff. And I, I think ideally, you you do want to do that in like a leftist way and like a sort of communitarian way. But like mm. a lot of the time, I think people are too atomized, right? Like. Um, I don't want to share my special knife. Yeah, I it's don't want to share my special one. knife. I did, so I did so much reading before I bought this <laughs> knife. I don't want it to be the fucking community knife. Yeah. No, no, don't no, take no, my no. knife away and don't make me talk to my neighbours. <laughs> look, you know? look, I'm I'm calling I'm calling a meeting in the Marxist commune. Who's been using my special knife? <laughs> Who's been fucking? Was it you? <laughs> was it you, sock? Were you using my special knife? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this knife's actually only intended really for like women and AFABs, and by using this knife, you've actually made everyone feel quite unsafe. Um. <laughs> I think uh, it, it it does this does sort of touch on something interesting though about EDC because like one of the things that you mentioned at the top of it, or like sort of near the beginning of this episode. Is also about like the, the one of the key aspects of the EDC is not just its functionality, but like what it sort of says about the individual, both in terms of like how they choose things, like what they sort of believe they're kind of like what the threats and dangers are. Um, mm. And so, like as a sort of like as these kind of like practical, you know, as a sort of sort of source of practicality, right? These kits are kind of useless because like they are designed to sort of be tailored towards the individual, but also just like the choices that kind of feature in most, most of these kits, <clears throat> like they don't really, to me, they don't really necessarily speak of like the desire to survive in any way. It's much more about like, I think for the lack of a better term, like it's more about doing John Wick shit. Right. And yeah. it's about and, res like, and resource guarding yeah. as well. Right. Mm. So like, there's, there's no way where like, if, if we were all working in an office and only one of us had the cool EDC kit, but the guy with the EDC would be like, Okay, we're you know you get the knife and you get the notebook and you get like we're, we're going to work together to like you know solve this sort of problem that has emerged. Like that, the guy will want to do everything, right? Because that's mm, what he's bought yeah. the kit for. He wants to sort of be the hero. He wants to sort of be or like they want to be like the savior and all this. And again, I, I know this is sort of a generalization, but it does like the ways in which like these are the, even the ways in which like the EDCs are promoted. Are very much is like does seem to be very much about here is what you can do in like a danger situation and the sort of the 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 sort of um, implicit meaning behind that being that like you know the implicit sort of like message behind that is like if you have this kit then you will sort of be naturally empowered to be able to do something that like everyone else around you is just not prepared to do. Um, you know what? Mm. I mean, I mean, in many ways, it does sort of feel like a materialization of like that meme. You know, while you went out passing, I studied the blade, and like now you've come to me, yeah. 
Um, it does. It does sort of seem like to be the manifestation. All these TechCrunch articles, <laughs> and now you've come to me, and you want, and you want my little zippy case. You want, you want my special little zippy you, case. You come to me because your fingernails are too short, and you want me to open this Amazon package. The thing is, though, it feels so good, and this is the thing that these communities are very keen to sort of like positively reinforce. And mm. one of the things that will do very well is. I had to use my little EDC thing for something today. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah. And, and like, especially if it's something cool, which it almost never is. Instead, it's like the situation of I have dropped a tiny little screw down a sort of like dark crevice, but I have a torch kind of situation, kind of satisfaction feeling. But j once in a while, there'll be a guy being like, yeah, I had to do like a, a, a thoracotomy on a, like a plane because I'm a surgeon. <laughs> I had to use my like special EDC pen to like stab a guy to like make him feel better. Um, and then 500 guys who work in software will be like, um, "Yeah, this is cool. This is basically me." <laughs> do they or do they or do they say you used your special pen? What the fuck, man? <laughs> what? You have to get a new special pen. You're gonna now. have to get a new special pen. You're gonna have to charge that guy for mm. the use of your pen. Like, it, I mean, like it, like it is, like it is a shame that what like the vast majority of these guys seem to mean is. The emergency that I'm encountering is going to a built-up area where there are lots of people who aren't white, yeah. as opposed to, say, climate collapse, which is an actual apocalyptic scenario. Yeah, but you can't you can't get out there and say with your whole chest, "I want to feel needed and useful about climate collapse," without joining <laughs> some kind of social movement, and that's gay shit. Mm, because you have to share yeah. your stuff, which is the gayest thing you can do. Yeah, you might have to, you might have to do chants, you know. But then. <laughs> But that, but this thing you've got to go. You've got to like. You've got to remember that it's that it's all about being in the woods in the cabin. It's, mm. all the, it's all about the cabin. Remember the cabin. Good old Ted K in his cabin. Yeah. Good old Ted K in his cabin. <laughs> now that was now that was a guy D who yeah. knew how to assemble an everyday <laughs> carry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sort of like wanted to like also touch on like rankings as well. And just like, I think where, again, it goes back to like, how do you actually judge what a, like, how do you judge what an effective EDC is and where like EDC content, um, especially on like places like TikTok and stuff, um, like how that sort of then sort of intersects to like algorithmic recommendation systems and so on. Um, and, it, and, it, and it made me think about like how the, the ways in which like so much of like internet culture and the way that we kind of experience online is sort of built around these kind of like very arbitrary and somewhat sort of obscure like ranking systems that sort of range from the wire cutter to um, kind of like other YouTube lists that also have like advertisements sort of like inbuilt into them. And I think this mm -hmm. idea that like Rachel Connolly actually sort of like wrote about this, I think last year when she wrote um, her piece in the New York Times on the tyranny of the best, is the idea that like people that she knew, but also like more people generally were the pursuit, like both the sort of like inability or the difficulty of navigating, um, you know, online spaces to sort of find the stuff that you actually need. Um, plus like recommender algorithms sort of throwing stuff at you that it thinks that you want and you eventually kind of believe you kind of want. Um, and then mm. how that sort of like intersects with like EDC spaces where like presumably the idea of like an EDC, like an everyday carry is like, it is the consistency element of it, right? Like you carry it every day. So it yeah. has to sort of be the same thing. And so in some ways, like lots of other sort of recommendation based content, this feels like almost contradictory because like the reality is, or like implicit to so much of this content is the idea that, well, you're never actually going to be fully prepared for anything, right? Your kits always mm. have to constantly develop. Like so many like EDC dedicated YouTubers and content creators, their thing is literally like, here is my EDC for January, 2023. Here is my EDC for like July, 2023 and so on. Like it is changing constantly in part because of like product and brand deals and everything. But also just like implicit in that is the idea that like, well, you can never really pre be prepared for stuff. So all you can do is sort of switch out things based on like what other people are telling you uh, or like what other things are telling you are sort of, you know, the best, like the best types of products that you can buy for the sake of your survival. And I wondered whether you had any thoughts on that as someone who sort of observed this space, especially with like tactical gear, mm. where it kind yeah. of feels, yeah, like, because tactical gear feels like a very interesting element to this as well, in terms of mm. like, whether you sort of stick to sort of the consistent ways of like 
you know, here is what you need in a sort of general survival kit um, versus... So, just, so yeah. yeah. So, so tactical people who, I, I think, huge overlap, but not like entirely congruent with EDC people. Um, obviously, once you have the sort of like the cargo pants with all the million pockets, you got to put stuff in those pockets. Mm. Um, I, the most faddish people in the world, like no question. Um, and I mean, I, I I think that's kind of it cuts both ways, right? Like, obviously, it it sustains this kind of like ecosystem and this kind of neurosis of like uh, pursuing marginal gains of having like this latest thing that everybody's into. Um, there's a lot of like really parasitic kind of like drop shipping clothing companies that operate in this model too. Um, on the other hand, I I do think that it's again it's the intentionality, right? It's the thing that makes it a hobby um, mm. or makes it a lifestyle or whatever. Is if you if you just sort of like sit down and you derive what is the stuff that is useful for me to carry once, and then you put that stuff in your bag or in your jeans or whatever, and then you go out every day and you use it. You, I, it's not you have, I suppose, an EDC, but you aren't like an EDC person anymore. You're just like a regular person mm. with all the sort of terrifying, uh, you know, choice that that entails. Um, whereas if you're constantly trying to like optimize, if you're constantly trying to to do that, and there are real impulses that will will drive you to do that. You know, like so-called free thinkers when you know summer turns to winter and you have to put a scarf on. Or whatever, right? But like, um, it, it really is. I think it's a thing that helps you to perpetuate this sense of community, and that's what people are looking for out of this: is this sense of reward and belonging and usefulness, and having a bunch of other guys who also carry knives to the office, telling them you are doing a good job. You know, mm. that's nice. Yeah, it's just it, you, <laughs> you contrive elaborate rituals to inspect the items of other men. Is where this is ultimately going. I think. Yeah, this is this is this is this is this is this is the point, isn't it? It's it's all about constructing an elaborate periphery to the fact that they just want to say like, "Oh, show me what you bought." Yeah, show and tell. It's all show just me. Show, show me, and tell. show me your little your new little trinkets. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think I think having field notes alongside it. If we if I can just if you'll permit me just to retie it back to um this being basically a very kind of girly thing mm. and i'm just going to tell a really, really short anecdote from my from my childhood which by right should be being told to an educational psychologist however <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's being told to you instead so when i was when i was little i had a collection of my little ponies the original ones the mm. correct ones not the weird not the weird, sexy ones. <laughs> no, the ones with the like white, the, the like actual horse face, rather. Yeah, the than actual, like, the yeah. actual horse face ones. And I, uh, I then as now, uh, I liked kits. I liked catalogs, which, as far as I was concerned, was a kind of document of kits. Uh, it was a kind of bible mm. where you could keep all the potential kits that you might one day, that you might one day have. And there was. In the that came along that came along with one of my favorite um, favorite My Little Ponies was a little miniature catalog of My Little Ponies, which I used to call my Pony Instructions, <laughs> and I used to carry this little booklet around with me until it went kind of <laughs> kind of pulpy and seamy, like at the like kind of at the corners. Mm. I wouldn't let anyone else touch it. I wouldn't want let anyone else look at it. Um, sometimes. When you got a new pony, there would be a new set of pony instructions, but they weren't as good. It had to be like the original mm. manual that yeah. that I that I had. And on holiday once, I made friends with a little, uh, the little with a little girl, and um, I was also a little girl to be clear. <laughs> At the time, I was also <laughs> a little girl, and she had what, to my mind, was a kind of rival, non-canonical pony instructions, which claimed that one of my ponies, far from having the name that I had given her, actually had a kind of different, kind of generic name. This is your first exposure to the concept of heresy. <laughs> yeah, so my first exposure to the, the concept of heresy, and she said, "Yeah, that pony's called." some stupid my little pony name and i and i was so angry that i refused to speak to her for the rest of <laughs> for the rest of the holiday it's valid. It's I, valid. I ended the, i ended the friendship there and then and yeah. to my mind a, a set of knife field notes is the is 
the everyday carry guy's pony instructions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think what you've just done there has hacked my brain into referring to any notepad or notepad that I have as pony instructions now. Yeah. So thank you for that. And that's fine. And that's fine. And the, and, the final, and the final thing that I will say, and it's just uh, before, uh, before we wrap up and before you two have any closing remarks, um, something which has obviously been a kind of big, big thing uh, for me at the moment, big, you know, kind of big kind of organizing principle of my life, because I will tell you who needs an everyday carry kit. It's mm. babies. Mm. Do yeah, there's, there's a whole how much overlap. fun yeah. I have been having <laughs> making my little lists. Of things that you're going to need, things yeah. you're going to need to carry around, how to carry them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There's, there's a weird interlap of all three of, of, of like parenting, of EDC guys, and of tactical guys, which is, and this is a dreadful thing to expose you to, the tactical dad. Um, <laughs> wearing wearing his child on like a, on the front, like on in a baby Bjorn, right on the front of his chest. But oh, in well, a those w- ones that make the baby look like look like he's piloting a Gundam. That one. Yeah, but yeah, like <laughs> in all of the like tactical like Cordura fabric and stuff, so it looks like he is using the baby's body armor. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cla- <laughs> like like classic stuff, and like and obviously I'm gonna have to get the baby its own special knife. Yeah, it, it, you Obviously. you need at least you need like one switchblade to like you know cut the nappy open and everything. Yeah, uh, I mean, but then I mean, but then when the baby is like grown into a young adult, you can you can hand them the knife. And you can be like, this is your your heirloom knife. Exactly. This is the this is the knife we got for you on the day that you were born. We only could give you a special. We could only give you a baby knife at the time, but now you're old enough. To have your real knife. <laughs> yeah, perfect. You you have a little inheritance, you know. Yeah, Very yeah. Sweet. So, so so no so no so honestly, nobody on earth requires an everyday carry kit like a baby does. Mm. So that's something that the that is true. Yeah. By, the, by the transitive <laughs> property, all men who require an everyday carry kit are babies. That's that right. Is, that's a good. That's such a good point. Well, I was going to say they like my birds. yeah, <laughs> they are baby my, jackdaws. My brother-in-law like. Like he took it very seriously. He got like, you know, like a proper, like he spent a lot of time researching like backpacks, which would like be able to carry enough baby stuff without it sort of being kind of over, uh, um, overflowing. Like he explained it in quite a lot of detail and that actually did remind me that yeah, like babies, babies are the only kind of group of people that do need EDC kits, um, for all the reasons that you can imagine. Um, yeah. I think it's probably like a good, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say other than like, yeah, babies, babies. Babies, babies, uh, get your baby a knife. If you haven't got your baby a knife, if you, if <laughs> you, you know, got your baby a knife, you're a bad parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't, if you don't, if, if your baby doesn't have a switchblade and a gun and mm. a field notes book um, and a, like a military torch for some reason, uh, then like really your child should be in, they, they should be, they should be like in, uh, in foster care or like in special <laughs> services or something like that. That's right. Mm, hard to argue. <laughs> um, and that, and on that point, uh, at that point, we will say thank you, Alice, for coming on. Thank you for so much for uh, talking to us about EDCs and uh, it's it's been all an the absolute very... pleasure. It's been a delight. If, thank if, you. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug, um, or anything in particular yeah, that you'd like I to mean, plug? In? I, I doubt anyone listening to this doesn't know about all the podcasts I do, but just in case, uh, I'm on Trash Future with you, Hussein. Uh, I do a podcast called Kill James Bond. I do a podcast called Well, There's Your Problem, and you can find me on Twitter at Alice Avazandam. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been uh, fantastic. It is always a pleasure. Thank you very much for listening to this free episode of Ten Thousand Posts. We really appreciate uh, you taking time out to listen to it. If you want bonus content, including like Alice bonus content, actually, mm. uh, you can go on Patreon. Five bucks a month. It helps us to run the show. It helps us to run it without ads and to stay editorially independent, which are things that we both care about very much. Um, so yeah, do consider, do consider uh, subscribing to Patreon if you haven't already. Um, and then also we will also have links, uh, as usual to, uh, various like medical aid for Palestinians. Um, but more importantly, if there, if you can come to go to a protest, please do go to that. Um, they are still going on. Um, yeah. And if you can do it, it's like more important than ever to sort of show up. So do do that if that is possible. Um, Phoebe, do you have any plugs? Uh, yeah, you can listen to my other podcast, Masters of Our Domain. You can subscribe to my Substack, which is phoeberoy.substack. 
com where it's just lists of different kits that I that I <laughs> put together and sec- and secrete around the house. <laughs> Um, and this show is produced by Devon, who also produces and is a host of, or I think, sorry, I'll start that again. Uh, this show is produced by Devon. Uh, you can also listen to Devon's podcast, which is also Alice's podcast, Kill James Bond. Do consider listening to that if, uh, if you don't already. Um, and do consider supporting that if you don't already. And I think until, uh, I think that's it from us. So until next time, we'll, we'll catch you later. Have a good one. And remember, if you see a baby, buy him in a, buy it, buy it a knife. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.